Welcome to Tech Talks in 20. I'm Michael Logan. And I'm Ginger Conlon. Well, before we start this week's episode, let's have a quick word association game with you, Ginger. What do you think of when you hear the word empathy? Uh, Well, what I think of is probably different than what most people think of, because I know that what you're going to say, but what, what most people think of is more like sympathy, like feeling for somebody else. But it's so much more today. That's right. The word I was looking for is technology, because that's what most people think of <laughs> when they think of empathy, right? Of and course. if they don't, why not, right? That's that, That's what I think we're going to talk about today is why not think about technology when you're thinking about empathetic experiences? Absolutely. And not only are we having this conversation, but we're having it with Dr. Natalie Petahoff, Senior Strategic Business Consultant Director at Genesis, who literally wrote the book on this topic. And that book is Empathy in Action, which she co-authored with Genesis CEO, Tony Bates. So we're going to talk all about that, but we're going to put it in the context of the technology behind empathy in the customer experience. Well, let's get to it. All right. So, Michael, as we were saying, yeah, empathy, it is a hot topic right now in customer experience. People aren't really understanding what it all means when it comes to empathy in the contact center and throughout other aspects of the customer experience. But we have the perfect person to talk about this topic here with us today. Natalie, who wrote the book on it, right? Yeah, literally. Yeah. Thank you for joining us to help us understand this a little deeper, because as I mentioned earlier, you know, when you think of empathy, you don't think of technology. I think we figured that out. What are some of the things that we should understand about empathy when we look at it in the, in this sense? It's a really good question. It's a really deep and wide conversation. The first thing I would say is empathy is not sympathy. It's not about saying, I'm sorry right? Empathy is really about putting yourself in the shoes of someone else, standing in those shoes and clearly seeing from their point of view, what the experience is. And what's interesting, having been a forester analyst, um, is that when you interview companies across the board, they think they do great. But when you ask customers and employees, they're like, eh, not so much. So there's a big, big gap there. What causes that disconnect, right? Is it just that they're not sitting in the seats of a customer or they're not sitting in the, the seat of the, the agent or the analyst or the consultant that's taking that interaction? Well, I think there's a couple of things that play into this. One is that um, companies really haven't put themselves in the shoes. So if you think about it, um, when you go to interact with a company, oftentimes you'll be interacting with a chatbot or an IVR and you'll get, you know, from the chatbot, you'll get canned responses that really don't really help you. And you get in at a dead end or, you know, you're trying to go through the IVR you know, tree and you're like, what was nine? <laughs> like, I need to listen to the whole tree. That again. should have been the title of your book. What was what was option <laughs> nine? We, back to the main menu. And so like when you're organizing all this stuff, you know, your IT, your customer experience, 
you're organizing it from a business point of view. You're not really sitting in the seat of the person using it, either the customer or the employee. So you really don't get that visceral experience of what on earth were they thinking of? And so that's why the book is called Empathy. It's about sitting in the seat of that other person. And then empathy in action means now that you're hearing or seeing or feeling what other people feel, you take completely different actions than you would if you were just coming from a business-centric point of view. So does one of the ways that technology plays into that is this whole um, idea of digital empathy that's been cropping up? Kind of. So here's there. I want to, I want to get to the technology because it's really important, right? Cause you can't do this without technology, but I want to back up a moment. One of the things, so Tony said, you know, we embarked on this journey, which we started way before COVID. I'll just have you say that we got lucky with the title um, because empathy has now become this topic. Right. But when we started, Tony said to me, you know, Nat, you've been in this industry a long time as an analyst, consultant, worked in companies, right? Doing this, implementing this stuff. Why hasn't it changed in all these years? And I said, well, think about it this way. You have two assets in your company. One is customers and one is employees. And if you don't have any employees, then there's nobody to create products and services. And if you don't have customers, there's nobody to buy those products and services. And yet we do not focus on either of them. They're not on the PL. We kind of put them on the PML by looking at things like revenue, right? And we look at attrition, but we don't really look at what is that experience of that person and then create a value for that and then manage our businesses. So what gets measured, gets managed. And so my challenge to Wall Street and all investors out there is take a look at the accounting principles we're currently using and ask yourself, does it still make sense? I think not. So if, if companies are saying that customer experience and employee experience are important, but they're not making it important enough to, make, to, to have it be part of this financial equation. Like, why is everyone talking about empathetic customer experience today? <laughs> I mean, I'm glad they are. Don't get me wrong. But why is it, why is it so trendy then? Well, it's trendy because, so, so it's my perspective that while there were many very difficult and um, heartbreaking aspects of the pandemic, one of the things that it did do is it created a cause for pause and a lot of self-reflection. I mean, basically compared to the pace that we were at, the world basically almost stopped, right? Like the world as we knew it anyways, pretty much stopped. And so I think that that gave us space and time that we hadn't had to go, wait a minute, what do I want for my life? What do I want for my work? What do I want in my personal relationships? And that cause for pause, I think really made people start to be more human. Um, You see it a lot in companies with a great resignation. You know, it's a hot job market now for a, a lot of areas. So I think all businesses are starting to go, oh, Maybe the way we've been doing things no longer makes sense and we really need to be empathetic. So that's 
level one awareness, right? But the next couple levels down is if we're really going to see change and not make it lip service-ish, we really have to change some of the things we're doing. And so part of that is how we measure the value. And then I think part of it is also the technology, right? So in the book, we talk a lot about this. So we go all the way back to the first industrial revolution and we start to look at what kind of technology got developed back then. And we go from an agrarian society to people like Ford and Boeing and DuPont creating these amazing industrial complexes and ability. And it was all about business centric efficiency, profit over people, just, you know, full out. And, and I'm not saying what they did was bad in any way. I mean, there were some aspects that probably, you know, the way people were treated in factories, not so good, but we learned, right? But I think what's happened with the technology is we brought forward that business-centric efficiency and effectiveness. And it's only now with the advent of the cloud and the advent of so much data being created in part from social um, and the ability to the advancements in AI. And when you put those three things together, it's a perfect storm. And so now you have more data being collected, artificial intelligence having capabilities, and then the ease of the cloud and the ability to develop quickly and agilely and to make sense of all this. Now you bring all these th three things together in what's called exponential technologies. And you're starting to see advances, not just stepwise, but you're starting to see exponential advances. And a really good example, I was talking to a friend um, who has a very serious disease. And before it would take years and years and years of research, right? To analyze all the variables in a study and the pharmaceuticals and the other types of treatment, um, non-standard you know, treatment that that's would help somebody. But now you can put all that information into a big old machine and with AI and computational analysis, pop out information and discoveries so much quicker. And it's the same kind of thing that's happening with experiences is now we're actually able to codify what I would call a human capability, not all humans, but a lot of them, um, the ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes, analyze that experience and be able to deliver something that actually meets or exceeds what Clayton Christensen would say is that job to be done. <laughs> I think people should read the book. I think that's really what we need to, I think we need to uh, really highlight that again um, because there is a lot in there and, and we've seen the, we, we talked about um, for years, we talked about growing at scale. We talked about displacement, you know, now this, I think this is that next conversation that happens and it happens at scale across all industries, because it is an important, truly is important to hear that we're starting to figure out that it's the people that drive business. And if we're not empathetic to them, whether the, the people are the employees or the customers. And I, I find that um, we're, I find that now that you say that we're doing that with technology, that is really what interests me about it. And I, th I think you talk about some of the evolutions in AI and getting to answers quicker, but what is some of the technology we're seeing around CX that have really made that about, is it, is it the AI or is what, where are you seeing some of those advancements? I think, I think it's a combo deal really. Um, so what we did was to kind of help um, elucidate or explain or make clear um, 
what the heck we're talking about. So we've kind of termed this experience orchestration, right? Or experience as a service. So what you're really, as a company, you want to think about what am I delivering? And what you're really delivering every single day is an experience and you're delivering an experience in the cloud. So hence experience as a service. So if you start to think about, I mean, you may sell products, right? But at the end of the day, whether it's employees or customers, how those products get disseminated by employees or how customers consume what you're offering at the end of the day, there's an experience attached to it. So what we did was we created what we call empathy pillars. And the four empathy pillars are listen, understand and predict, act and learn. And so in the first step in listen, what you're really doing is you're looking at customer data, event data, or it could be IoT data. But what you're really doing is you're collecting that data and you're starting to figure out, okay, by capturing the data on digital and voice channels, the business can start to integrate what they know about that customer into the experience. And this could come from systems inside of your company. It could come from third-party databases. It could come from social media. And now the company can answer questions like, who's the customer? What have they been doing? Or what are they trying to do with the company? And what are they trying to accomplish? And we can be a lot smarter about collecting that information, whether it's on a voice IVR or whether it's a bot interaction. And having that information being collected really cuts down on that average interaction time because now when you take that next step, which is that was our listen, the understand and predict, now what we're doing is we're taking AI and we're enriching that customer journey data so that the company can actually understand things like sentiment, the context, the intent, and be able to predict with very high probability what are those next best actions that are required? So by segmenting clustering, doing some outcome predictions, we come up with that next best action. And we also kind of know how they're feeling, right? So are they upset? Are they happy? What do they need to do? And what is the next thing that I could offer them, right? And that's really where we come into the ACT step, which the purpose of that is to be able to help the customer accomplish their outcome, based on what they'd like to do and not necessarily a business result, um, which is also interesting because when you help a customer or an employee get what they need done, then it really helps the business. But So in this act step, what we're really doing is we're determining um, in real time what, they, what the company should do. So it might be providing self-service via an IVR or SMS or web chatbot or it could be routing to an employee, right? And to be able to figure out also in that process, is there content that we can give to that person that might help them along the way? And then what we answer there is, what is that next best action and on what channel? So is it automation? Is it content? Is it human contact? What is it they really need to be able to get that job to be done met? And then in the last step, which is learn, is really looking at the voice of the customer and the voice of the employee and data analytics. And by using computational analysis, be able to evaluate the learn step, that collection of all that data, the customer event data, the ability of AI to make that 
data become more intelligent so that it can predict the next best action? And then did we actually help the customer or the employee? Did we help the employee? Like, so for instance, are we giving that agent or that employee information? So when they're, you know, like, let's say you're, someone's asking about running shoes and, you know, and then they want to know about, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I need walking shoes. Well, how is that agent going to know all the products in that a company sells, right? Are we giving that agent the ability to access that information about another product really quickly and easily? So what you want to do is you want to start to look at the experience of both the customer and the employee in the learn, the understand and predict and act steps and look for experience gaps, look for patterns, and then make real-time improvements to the IVR, to routing, to the knowledge base, to the employee experience. And by that, now we can say, how do we make every single experience better, each individual experience, but then overall? And then we can start to compare, okay, so here was our business results, right? When we did it the old way, here's our business results, step one. Now let's go and analyze, you know, thousands of experiences, find those experience gaps, make the changes, and then look at how have we improved our business results. And that's, that's kind of, you know, simply in a nutshell, what, what we're working to do. So if you were to give somebody listening a, a piece of advice on like the first step or one important step they can take towards getting started to be uh, more empathetic and using technology to help them? What's, what's one thing? I mean, the first thing I'd say is, do you, have you ever called your own call center? Have you ever hit all those IVR buttons and did it go where you thought it was gonna or not? So are the prompt, do the prompts make sense? Um, chat with your chat bot, right? Is it giving canned answers? It does it get stuck? Um, use your own technology. And, it's an interesting thing because we're all people, right? And we're all customers and we all shop. It's just, we do, right? Because that's how we get stuff. We get stuff to eat, to wear. So don't forget that you're a human being when you go to work and you're implementing these systems and test it and say, does this make sense? Would I put up with this? Or would I just be like, I'm out of here. Like, I'm going to vote with my mouse and, or well, nobody uses a mouse anymore, but you know, the idea of it, Right. And if you're doing that, don't just like freaking stop, please. Like I'm pleading, you know, bad customer and employee experience. There's just no excuse. We're in the fifth industrial revolution. It's really time to make those changes. And then I'd say, start to really look at your technology. One of the things that I think, and this is a plug for Genesis. I'll just say that up front um, with all transparency is do you have the ability to orchestrate those experiences, right? So one of the things that I really admire about our technologists and the people who developed our technology is they're not trying to be everything, right? And the truth is in a contact center or in delivering digital or, or, or you know, voice customer experience, it takes a lot of vendors, right? to be able to deliver this. And so if you go into any one contact center, there's between 10 and 50 vendors. And so our goal at Genesis is not to provide you with every single piece of technology. What we want is we want to be the music maestro. So if you think about 
um, an orchestra. An orchestra has lots of different instruments. They have violins, there's drums, there's percussion. And so what we're saying is take a look at all the you know instruments in your, your orchestra and then start to think about what instrument would you bring in at that moment, at the right moment? And then how are you orchestrating all of those instruments to be able to play a beautiful symphony? What I find is, you know, when you first, if you ever go to the symphony and you hear people tuning up and like people kind of playing out of tune, I think that that's what most contact centers sound like every single day. But what if you had this maestro or a, a technology conductor that could figure out, you know, when do I bring in the data to be able to ingest all that customer and employee event data? And how well am I doing that? And how am I able to take that data and augment it with AI to then make that data intelligent enough to be able to figure out what that customer needs and then deliver on the promise and then measure it? And so part of this and, and what we found to be successful is that because it takes a village, right? It might be your marketing application. It might be your CRM application. It might be your um, agent desktop. It might, you know, and I think what I'm proud of, of Genesis is recognizing we can't be everything for everybody, but what we can be is that technology that allows you to orchestrate experiences and be able to deliver them in ways that we've never done before. And that is the Genesis plug. That's it. That's all. That's all. That's the first one on this podcast, I think. Uh, since you mean since last, last week? Well, since last week. Um, <laughs> pick up Empathy and Action. Uh, that's the book. And don't just pick it up. Go ahead and read it and feel free to share your thoughts with us. But Thank you so much for your time today, Nano. We really appreciate all your insights and we appreciate the book. It's been a nice guiding force for what's coming next. So thank you very much. Well, another interesting conversation with one of our colleagues. I'm always amazed at how in depth they can go with each one of these topics. One of the things I took away from it, Ginger, was the four pillars. We have listen, which I clearly need to get better at, understand and predict act and learn. And following those principles will lead us to that appropriate empathetic experience that everyone truly deserves. What about you? What did you take away from today? Yeah. What I took away ties into that really closely, really about how companies need to rethink the customer experience and think about experience orchestration. When you do those things that you just mentioned, listen, understand, predict, act, and learn, you can put them all together and then create that holistic end-to-end -end fluid experience across channels and have that more empathetic, more relevant customer experience. That's right. And as with every episode, Ginger, you have we give them we give you plenty of takeaway. And this time we have an entire book that that's available for you around this topic. And that's available to your, your retailer of choice. That's empathy in action. And as always, um, as we close this week's episode of Tech Talks in 20, I want to thank everyone for listening and hope you're able to take away something from today's topic. Before we leave you, we wanted to remind you to be sure to take advantage of the resources listed below on Genesis.com. These expand on today's topic and we'll leave you with some additional information. 
Also, be sure to click subscribe to get notified on previous and new episodes of the podcast and feel free to share with your colleagues and friends. Again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of Tech Talks in 20. Thank you.